This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Well, uh, I couldn't post Hanukkah, I guess. We're holding in um, Lamedalad is the, is the um, piece in, the, in, the, in Yaakov. And uh, there's a, the, the morale speaks about it. It's actually quite a complicated morale, a complicated piece. We'll see the piece quickly, and then we'll and then we'll start the morale. The morale has a lot of nakudas here, not very easy ones either. Dor Shabavir, Bischa Noshim Sitkonish Shayboy Sador Nigla Vesem Mitzrayim. So it was Bischa Noshim Sitkonis. This I'm sure you've heard many many times. Shabesho Shaholchos Lishiv Mayim Mezam Lakashprochu Dogim Tanim Bikadehem. That when they would go draw water, Kaddish Baruch Hu would 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 have fish waiting for them in the cad. Veshavoyz machtsa mayim machtsa dogim, uboyz v'soifsoyz steak teiris achas shalcham v'shal dogim. They would take and put up two pots of water, one of fish and one for hot water. Malichas oisetz abaleim lesoda, marchitzas oisam v'sachas oisam, umachilas oisam, umashkas oisam. So they would give them to eat, to drink, and so on. And they would, over there, um, they would, uh, um, in the fields, they would live with their husbands. That's where um, that's a hemshagrat pasuk from Tishkum Meshvatayim. The vekimishem is abrois, boys lebatayim, and as soon as they would come pregnant, they would come home. Vekimishem agias man moldehen holchois veyoldois besoda tarsa tapuach. They would give birth under a tapuach. Shnei matarsa tapuach eratich shoma chibloschi mecha shoma chibliosecha. Um, your mother, you know, the, you know, the birth pangs were under tapuach. Uh, would clean them. Like your lettuce. Um, um, so the passing in Cheskel does say, in other words, your circumstances of birth were extremely difficult. Um, when you were born, you 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 had no one to take care of you to do the basic, um, the basic things like cutting the the umbilical cord, washing you, and so on. And the Malach would give them two gulim of dvash, one of dvash on a shemen, shem vayikeh dvash misalav shem achalmesur. The kimishem akirim amitzrim boim lehorgam. The Mitzvah, as soon as they would realize they're Jewish kids, they would kill them. They would try to kill them. Venasem nesters would be a nest in the Vloyim Bekarka, and they would be swallowed up in the ground. Umeviyam Shvarim Bechorshim Al Gabam, they would try to take oxen and plow over it. Shenem Al Gabi Chorshim, Ulaacha Shaholchim Evatsis Vetzgesavet. And when they would leave, they would spread out of the field again. Shenem Arevoik Tamachasana Satich. And once they grew up, they would come back in flocks. 
And when HaKadosh is Gal Yam, they remember him. That's the Chazal. It's a fairly famous Chazal. It's a Chazal with, let's, I mean, a few things. First of all, I mean, all these stories together, let's assume that it's a Mesorah from Sinai, but um, what, what's the point of all of it? I mean, what's the point of all of these details over here, which are sort of extraordinary, strange details? It's obvious that the story itself is trying to tell you certain things, and whether the way it's written is Misinai, or whether Chazal are giving over Nekudis through this drush, but without understanding this drush, it, it, it's really, really um, very hard to make any sense of it. Um, what exactly is happening over here? Why? And, 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 and in other words, all of these specific details mean something. So um, we'll, we'll see. So the morale explains a few points on this Agatha. He explains it here. He also explains it in, in Gvur Sashem Peregrim Gimel with, to a point where it's sometimes hard to know if this is just a collection of there or not. It's, it's almost word for word the same, a little bit of a different order, but pretty much the same. Al-Kopanim, um, let's start. So, so in this morale, there are going to be a, a, a few different Nekudas. The first one, Dorashev Akiva. So um, what the morale is bothered with is there seems to be the moral is, is and this this no in the first two or three pieces in the first two pieces which which he is um, explaining Moazak Dhamma is the combination of things here that seem to be Terhateva and things that seem to be totally out of Teva. So if if they if the if they're buried in the ground but derachnes, so why are they trying to plow over them? It, it it's like it, it, it's um it's weird. Are we talking about their Hateva? Are we talking about not their Hateva? I mean, is, is, if it's a world of Nisim, then then it, then what the Mitzvah is trying to do is really irrelevant. Um, this whole the, the, this whole back and forth over here, the, this game with the Mitzvah, it seems as if the Mitzvah was sort of using regular methods and this was like that. How do we have it? So the Maral in Gvurus Hashem speaks, in his Akdom in Gvurus Hashem, he has a huge arichus on Nisim. And I'll try to explain what can be understood and what can't be understood. In other words, basically, what are the points he's driving at? Um, let me give a marshal first and, and then try to, uh, try to apply it. Um, when, when we're aware of things that are pure science that we're used to, like simple physics, things push, things pull, things turn, the amount of energy going in, the amount of energy coming out, it, it, it's, it's, it's very, very, everything is tit for tat, and it's very, very clearly understood. No problem understanding it. Um, we also can, can, um, we can relate and understand a world of things 
like um I'm blanking the name of the, those magic books. Uh, what do they call the, 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 the series of about eight fat books that take up your kid's day mostly? Um, yeah, Harry Potter. So we can, there's a world. Um, I'm sure they have their own encyclopedia by now and their own dictionary and their own clolum. It's a world that has its clolum. And that's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a magic world. And, and you, can, you, know, you can laugh at it, you can not laugh at it, but that's fine. There's no, um, it's, it's, that's the way it is. But if you'll have a mishmash, like he tried, certain things does magic, but then a physicist comes along and says, you can't do that because that would violate this or that law. We would say that's something that's weird. That's something that doesn't, I mean, take, make up your mind. Is it this or is it this? I mean, is it, it's, it's like, you know, through the looking glass, it, it, it's like, you know, one one person is pouting nonsense and one person is asking like klotzkashes and you're trying to figure out like, do you apply like normal things to an abnormal situation? So we understand a world that's normal. We understand a world that's not normal. And that's about it. But can you have the two together? Like the mishmash of the two, does it work or not? So Merle has a huge arichos on um, Nisim. He speaks about Nisim a lot. Now, he he's going to town against um, the people who try to um, explain Nisim totally within Teva. The Rabag is the one he mentions by name, and in other words, there was a lot of there were a lot of the Spanish scholars that they they had a mind to explain all Aseris Amakis all Amakis uh, with some sort of natural phenomenon that happened. He basically. Um, calls them out on two or three points. He says, first of all, the Torah calls it a nace. Just one second, I'm going to stick in. Um, my computer's running low on, on, on charge, and it, there's no magic working now. It's going to have to just plug it into the electric uh, thing without recourse. Okay, now it's good. Um, so he says, so Lemaisi says, first of all, the Torah calls it a nace. So, so the Torah says, Nisim and Moises and Moises and Nisim. What do you gain by explaining it in Teva? So, so you know, are you denying the Torah? What the Torah says with it? Secondly, he says, at, at some point over there, um, something did happen at unnatural time, unnatural place, unnatural way. Like, and, and third of all, is that what's the problem? Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world, and he can create Teva. If he's the one who made the sun, and made the sun go certain way, what's his problem to, to reverse the order? So, so he goes to town against that. On the other hand, he also very much is not, he's not at all happy with the approach of it being magic in the sense of whatever the magician feels like doing, that's what happens, kind of. He's got a magic wand, and now we're going to wave different things and, and make different things without rhyme or reason. He brings... Machlekes in Chazal that when when Shemesh be given daim, there's a machlekes. Was it for twelve hours, thirty six hours, twenty five hours? He says, "Well, I understand if it's a nace. What's what's the what's the machlokus about? You know, is it this amount of that? Why are you trying to quantify the nace? That was that's his point. To which he says, nace is not." A chuseteva, a nace, is something which exists in a different order and a different structure. If I can give a marshal to it, for those of you who, who are familiar in geometry, 
you have flat surface geometry, which they force you to learn in high school. And then you have geometry that works on curved surfaces inwards, curved outwards, three basic types of geometry that have very different kolom. They all work well within their system. As long as you're not jumping from one to the other, all these geometries work. And, and in, in other words, you, you have a closed system where things are like an outward curve and, you know, and, and the Nafkamina will be how many times parallel lines meets and stuff like that. And, and it works as long as keeping that system. The Olam of Lamalamateva is a world that has its own rules, its own columns, so on and so forth. That's one point that he addresses very strongly. And this is why it feels, so Lamashal, when we learn about all these Nisim, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing it to all these things. I mean, once you're making a nace, if I tell you I saved somebody and it has a, a, um, a, 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 and, and it has a, a rhyme and a reason, I'm interested in knowing. So this person was was on the burning building and if I was around and I saved it, how'd you do it? Did, did you fly in from the top? Did you bring a ladder? Did you this, that? But if I tell you I waved a wand and he was saved, so it's really irrelevant how. So a big bubble came and took him out of there or a water wave came in and, and extinguished all the water from nowhere. It's irrelevant because, because it, I mean, the water one doesn't make any sense. The answer is no. The, the world of Nisim is a world. It's, it's, a, it's a different world, but it has its own internal column, and, and, and it has to work in a certain way. That's the morale's main point. One of the things that he makes, a point that he makes, which... It's really hard. I don't understand fully what the point, you know, the, the, the point is making, but I, I have some sense this is the point he's making here. He says, there's a Shaila, if the, if the Shemesh stood in Givon and the Ereach, what were other people thinking? I mean, the whole world must have seen this longest day they ever saw. The bosses must have been thrilled, the workers must have been upset like anything. Like, you know, it's been 14 hours and the clock is still, it's still before Shkia. Like, like it's, like a, it's like a flight going from, from, from Magistral to, to America. Um, so, so how could it, you know, it, it, so what did other people think? Why isn't this nace the most first and the nace there ever was? Like, there should be records of this. Why not? So he says a point that for everybody else, um, it did not happen. For Claudius, it happened. In other words, since these are two different realities and two different nisim, two different s- structures, it can happen to one this way, one the other way. I don't think, I, I certainly can't picture it, but I can. And I can picture it with a muscle. That's, I, I, usually do, I usually picture things better with a muscle than in reality. Um, we have all, today, you have all of these scenarios of relativity where Two people are existing together. For one of them, time is dragging along and it's, and it's happening at a tremendously slow pace. And for one of them, time is moving faster than anything. Depending on the speed, you're moving in relative to each other. So you ask yourself, well, which one is right? And the answer is, there is no such thing as which one is right. From the point of view of the, of the twin that's up in the, in, 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 going at the speed of light, one Mitzias is right. And he can't understand why, when he comes back to Earth, his twin has aged so terribly. And, and his twin can't understand why he's so fresh and young at, at the age of 100. So which reality is right? The answer is there are two realities. 
they happen to coexist, and when he returns to Earth, the two match up again, but that's the way it is. Um, if you fly with a plane from Israel to America, um, it, it, the day w- w- takes forever. Um, you, you, you know, you come down, so, so uh, imagine you're flying on a, a, on a day like today, and you, and you land in New York and say, wow, it's, it's an 18-hour day. And the guy says, what are you talking about? This, the, I mean, this, the, today went and came, today's the shortest day. So it went and it came quicker than anything. Who's right? You know, so, so yes, I, I can I can figure that one out, but it still means that two people have two perspectives, and they can coexist. That's a point that the moral makes in in that Gemara, and Bemela he applies it here as well about the mystery perception and Kaisel's perception. Let's take one more example of of something, which again it'll help us get a sense of it because Tachlis is not something we can relate to. Imagine, um, you know, I, the, the new thing now is God forbid for Alzheimer patients. They have these retrofitted environments. So they have a so, so you take this person, he's becoming very confused and very dazed, everything's strange with that. You put him back in a shtetl in Poland, you know, of, 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 of uh, 90 years ago where he came from. It looks exactly like his birthplace. And all of a sudden, since those memories are still fresh, everything is the way it should be. And it's amazing, you know, everything is, and, and he's right. And and yet the people who are running the shtetl, this artificial environment, know that this is an artificial environment somewhere else. But two people are living the same reality, and, and that's the way it is. So the moral says we need to understand it, that the two people were experiencing reality different. Um, most of that, I, I can't, uh, I don't know. So, he says over here, he was in his buyer in the Perek, You can find in one, um, in one framework, you can find Teva and Bilti Teva together. Um, let me give one more marshal because I think this marshal is actually closer to home. Um, when we speak about Yedi and Bechira, they are irreconcilable to us. The Ramchal says, both of them are true. So we are going through life very clearly sensing Bechira, very clearly dealing with making mistakes and suffering consequences, and very clearly dealing with um, doing things with Mr. Snefesh and seeing Paris and so on and so forth. And that's a reality that does exist. Kajshbrochu made a reality like that. Be'achris hayyamim, we will also recognize what he calls the 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 the, the, uh, the, the mahalach of, of Yichud, where Akharish Baruch Hu has been maneuvering the world to get to where it's supposed to be, um, and that's like it says in the pasuk. That's the side of the of on the ragla vayemahu that there are two feet. One feet walks foot first. That's that's Akharish Baruch Hu running things, and one is foot back kaviyahu, which means Akharish Baruch Hu is letting us run things. And someday they'll come together. And, and the derech ha-yichud, the derech ha-mishpat that he calls, will be, will be seen as, as being led to the same place. So, al Kaparim. So, we, so the Ra'al says, I've explained that they can be together. af im ma-bilti 
When he says when when the water remained water for Kaisel and was blood for Mitzrayim, it, it wasn't that it changed itself. You know, we imagine it as soon as you put blood into in, into in, into the water bottles uh, it, it, or the Jewish water cooler, it turned into water. It wasn't. It was water for Kaisel and blood for them. And therefore, this mixture of in Chazal of 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 nace and bilti teva and and, and teva is not um, strange. In toima in kain mamoyel mamoyel she nivloim kibush nimtzayim b'tiva. So if Klausel was still living in a world of teva, they were living and growing. So hiding in the ground, what did it accomplish? Um, so he says over here, just uh, finish the, the paragraph. The Indian Hanessa Zeshu built a TV, Masha, Nisha Teva, Dova Miti Ben Suffolk, Ben Hark was a rack, Bin Tavashal Faneho. So the, the, um, so he's saying that the, the, the Mitzrim were only out. In other words, the part of Klai Yisrael they wanted to destroy totally was this other dimension of Bilti Tivi. So in as much as there was a Tevadikar Mahalach, that there was no Isnagdus. Once it went on to a, 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 the Mahalach of Bilti Tivi, that's where Mitzrayim tried. It was it, like it says in the Psukim that the 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 um, the the uh, or the, the Mitzrayim they were the ones that tried to oppose Kal Yisrael. That was a special... In other words, where they saw Kal Yisrael as a supernatural power, there was more Nagdus. Where there was Teva, there was Avdus, but there was no... This desire to kill them it didn't... Uh, and the truth is, uh, in, in a very vague sense, all, all the people that really were out to the Kal over the Doris always tended to give us um, supernatural dimensions... The Jew is the invisible power behind the world. The Jew runs everything. It's it's fascinating that um, they always everyone ascribes to us things that are beyond. Um, you know, when people are against black people, so they, they'll call them dumb. They'll call them animals. They'll call them this. Call them that. When they're against Jews, they're the devil. They're something beyond. They're, they're, they're like this supernatural force that is somehow ruling the world and everything. That's, that's the, the, the type of attitude. It's, it's interesting. So he said, that was where Isnagdus was. On the Teva level, there was no Isnagdus. Omnum, the Maral says, he offers another pshat. But if you still, if, if you're not comfortable with this explanation, I have a different Hezva. Hashem is for Master Samaevehem. 
In other words, you have countless stories. Let's let's take a, a simple story. You'll have stories of people during the war that the Nazi went right by him and as if he wasn't there. And I don't have to place on this, you know, like, like the great thing. I, I mean, I think everybody has had an ex- experience where you were looking for something and looking and looking, spent an hour looking for it and it was on the table in front of you. Um, in other words, whatever, there are plenty of mechanisms in the mind that just skip something. So there are worse stories, so there are stories of big people, Biskarov, but there are stories of, of simple people that somehow it just, it just, whatever. So there's nothing wrong with understanding that Chazal in that sense. They were as if the ground swallowed them up. And, and the proof in the pudding lies that they survived. So he says, um, and, and there's nothing wrong with understanding it like that. This hiding is um, the, 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 it means it's as if they weren't there. They were not affected by what the Mitzvah did. So, um, it means this, and this is the, this is what the, what, what the, the, um, the Chazal means. They plowed over them. In other words, they took Chal and used them for the hardest, dirtiest, most difficult work, and they weren't destroyed. So, yes, they couldn't destroy them, even though that they subjugated them and, and used them the worst way possible. Um, and that's why they said that they, that, that they took oxen and plowed over them. In other words, it, it, it would be the most backbreaking experience is to have that happen. In a sense, the Shibud, if they took them and made them into the animals... Um, so just like you know, one of the one of the Nazis' million sadistic things was they would have people attached to wagons of racks, and they would be the horses schlepping it. So besides the fact that it killed you physically, it, it also meant if you slipped, the whole thing would would roll over you and everybody else, and so on. So th- th- they would mishabed them as if they were shvarim harshim, and then he says the key mishayholchim so he says a beautiful, beautiful understanding of this. He says, um, when you take an object, you take a table or a chair, and you smash it, you've ruined the table or chair. That's, that's, the, the, that's what happens when you smash a table or a chair. If you take the earth and you smash it up, then you get something a lot more productive. The best of the earth comes out when, 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 um, when something grows out of it. So, um, so the Lashon Chazal, it's so beautiful the way he says it. They, children, the children of Kalei were plowed over, meaning 
they were subjected to the most wrenching uh, harshness. And that itself caused them to blossom and to bring out smachim. Uh, very similar to the Pasuk, Shadiano is some kenyifats. Um, it, it came out. You know, it's the, the, the harshness with which they treated them caused them to grow more, and it gives a little bit of a hesler. The harshness, the difficulties, weaken the physical part of a person. And as the physical part of himself was, was, was weakened, the spiritual part grew out. Um, I was thinking, it says in Swiss Parish actually, it says that Yosef sent Yaakov a uh, present, two things, old wine and grisim. Um, grisim are uh, chopped wheat, uh, chopped, uh, chopped any grain. So Rashi on, on wine, he says, Yain Yoshin, Old people like old wine. Um, the morale explains because um, a it, it's a sort of a, it's a sign. The reason why wine becomes better as it ages is because the sediment settles, the sharpness sort of mellows. It, it's the aging process, which in everything else. Um, is destructive. There's no other plant or, or anything where aging improves it. In wine, it brings out the wet, the best of it. The morale explains it. He says, because anything that is tolly in its physical form, then age makes it more decrepit. Things deteriorate with age. When you're looking for the panemius of something, then um, the, the, as, the, as the outside sort of begins to thin out, the inside comes out. Wine is something which has in itself chazal it, It's When you drink wine, you sip it. You know, if it's a very good wine, you sort of put it in your tongue slowly because you're trying to find the flavors that are locked into the wine. It's, it's not the, 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 the fluid itself, you know, the gallon of, 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 of it, but rather... What's inside? It's a, it's it's the panemius of the grape, and the fermentation brings out the panemius of the juice, and and the middle of the process does that. That's what Demaral says. That's I wanted to add. It's it's also true about the first the other chazal about grisin. Grisin are chopped wheat, cracked wheat, or like bulgur things of that nature, or pearl barley. Those are things I call grisin. The word garis is to crack to to, to pound. Um. Yaakov Avinu also complained that he had a lifetime of difficulties. He said, you know, he never had a quiet moment. He was always, he was constantly being pounded. He, he, you know, he hadn't, he, 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 he was, his bar mitzvah present was a whopping fight with Esau, and his chasna gift was um, a, a wonderful father-in-law. I don't know what the mother was like, but I figured she was a, an appropriate Ezekinegdo. And then, uh, 
you know, and the Rukzeshal Dinan, Rukzeshal Shimon, and Rukzeshal Binyamin, and Rukzeshal Yosef, everything. So the one thing that improves, if, if you eat a whole wheat, you choke on it. When you crack it, that brings out the flavor. When you grind it down, that's when you get the flour from it. So it, it, those were two things that, so, so Yaakov is at the end of his life, having suffered all his life, for the last few years of his life, to have some knockers from his kids. So he sent him the old wine and the cracked wheat, that that sort of is the, um, you know, it's, it's not the pshat, it's, it's a conversation. It's, it's the best of it comes out after that process. So he says uh, uh, um, this idea, Another place I'll explain it differently. But upon him, so he speaks over here two ways of understanding Chazal. One way, kind of very metaphysical, and, and I mean, I, we can just talk about the, the, the outlines of the concept. I certainly don't, I don't think anyone has a feel at least about the musig of Teva and not Teva being coexisting together. That's that. Um, and then the uh, and the second aspect is that it's all it's all a metaphor, and and about they're they're trying to make to Torah they're missing the boat many times in exactly what had they done X Y or Z they would have been able to destroy them totally but they were blind to the obvious it was as if they were swallowed up and the effect that this had on them. That that it improved, that it that it, it that that it um, the Kleisol flourished because of it. So Lemaisa, um, the way he's understanding it, this whole Chazal is trying. It's a metaphor, trying to explain what the Mitzvim were trying to do to them. Um, again, this is all a metaphor to the saving of Kleisol. It's miraculous, but not a Maisa Nesmamish, but just the idea that they were oblivious to certain things that were obvious. And 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 what this process did to them. That's how he explains this mahalach. I want to maybe get over. I don't know. Maybe I've said it over sometime, but it's, it's a it's a beautiful, extraordinarily beautiful um, point and uh, worth repeating many times. Rebel Khanan was in America in 1938. It was the last year of his life, basically. Well, not the last year of life, like, like two years later, but it was America, and he went back, basically knowing that he's going into an inferno. Um, and you know his guest, his host tried to persuade him, didn't. And his host asked him, "Can he explain to him what's going on, what's happening?" You know, it, it Europe it looked, no one understood what would happen, but they certainly felt there was going to be a tremendous destruction. And he gave a marshal, and he said that a a real city slicker once came to visit. A few days, his farmer friend, and he walks into a house and he sees these beautiful fields outside, you know, green, tall grasses, really look nice. And he told him, wow, this is really very, very nice. It's amazing. It's so beautiful here. And the farmer tells him, you haven't seen anything yet. The next day, the farmer cuts it all down. And, it, and he's devastated. He said, I mean, you know, it was such a lovely flourishing field and it's cut down. So he said, wait and see. He starts pounding it, and, and his whole yard is full of junk and gook, and all flies away, and he's left with, with, a, with a bin of, of little ugly kernels. 
and he's really destroyed that. Then he sees him grinding it down. And, you know, like, what in the world are you doing? You've worked so hard, and, and now you're on this mad, destructive path. Then he sees him mix it with water and put it into a fire to burn. And he's, and, and, and like, he, he can't fathom, like, you know, what in the world is going on. Like, this person must be totally this. And finally, the golden loaves come out. And the Rukhana said, anyone who sees any one segment of this process only sees destruction. It's only the person that sees it from beginning to the end that sees um, what was produced. And, you know, I spoke about it one, one um, Tisha B'Av, that, uh, it, it, you know, Rabbi Khan himself is, was a living example of this. I mean, he built a yeshiva with blood and sweat. It was a very tough. And, and I mean, he took he didn't build it. Actually. He was the one who made it. And there were 20 years in which it flourished between the wars. He came to America to raise money for a building. And the building was never built. Um, he, he was killed before anything happened with it. His yeshiva was scattered. Uh, 20 years for institutions, a very small time. And no, nothing was left. So his year in America was a wasted year, a difficult year. His yeshiva was a wasted yeshiva. The money was wasted. The building was, everything was wasted. But Maranovich produced, it was the high school age that produced almost all Hashem Rosh Hashivas the next star. They went on to the Mir and to Slavotka, to Slavotka not because of the Kuntra, but Kletsk and, 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 and Radin. Everyone came from Aranovich because that, that made the Torah. That was like the, there was, oh, there was only a Shiva of its nature. It took Bar Mitzvah boys until they were 18, 19, and made, you know, the Yeshiva. They became the next generation of Shivas in Israel and America. The Balabatim in America they spent a year with, um, they became the first Balabatim in America that had some Tariqa sense, the trusses and the, and, and the, and the sharers. All of these people were American boys that, that flocked to him, and he was a mashpi on them. They sent their kids to yeshivas, they raised the money, they built the maestas, and so on. Rabbi Hanan never saw it. And, you know, somebody watching Rabbi Hanan being killed, um, the only thing to say was, you know, less than, it can't be. I mean, a person worked so, so much time, so hard, isn't that? And somebody who sees the things in America now and so now, doesn't remember that there was somebody who never lived to see the food. You know, all of it is due to that. He was the one, the, the trend in Europe was against it. None of the young people were from anymore. in He was the one that produced that generation. So, you know, somebody could say the same type of metaphor about it. But Al Kaponim, you know, that was, the, that was his, uh, you, know, they, you know, everything was burned, everything was destroyed, and everything grew because of it. It's because Europe was destroyed that American Extra became Torah centers. It's, and, 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 and the generation of successful American businessmen who supported all this came about it. The Rosh Hashivas who produced the next Rosh Hashivas came out. So, you know, that was the... Okay, any points, any questions? Good. So we're holding... Heard, yeah? I once heard maybe not uh, but, uh, that uh, we spoke about par- parallel existences. Yeah. That uh, when it says the Torah, Mikra and Yiddish, 
Makes sense. The things are, you know, the same phenomena you explain in quantum physics, and it's a different explanation. And you, you, both of them, as long as both of them work, they work, even though they seem to be very different. You're looking at it in two different ways, and and you know they can coexist. We have some idea, you know, that this is the way it is. This two, it's it's two people can live in two realities. That's the way it is. I used to always, I apropos the different. I, 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 when I used to teach Nesha Torah, I used to walk back home almost all the time. It was about a 25 minute walk. So, you know, walking, so I would walk through the, the, the shop and, and up to probably after that. So for me, this was the equivalent of my afternoon commute. You know, it's like when you, you know, there was as, it was as, as glamorous as if, you know, just trudging through the same old alley again and again. There would always be American tourists there who are under the impression that they're seeing a real shook from a thousand years ago and they would haggle with the Arabs. And, you know, their personal experience, their personal sense was being in, 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 in their like back again in, in, in the, in, in some sort of wonderland and, and, and amazes that. And I was saying to myself, so with two people experiencing the same set of experiences, for me, it's my afternoon commute. I know that all these Arabs have satellite dishes and 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 go back home to Kansnet. In the Shuk, it's like a set up village throwing you back so thousand years and you know the hours play long, you bargain and they give in and then they this and they get the better of you anyway because the chatchets are worth nothing to talk with. So it's uh, and I was thinking, so we have two different realities. Me and Tony from 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 uh, Columbus, Ohio, we're living two different worlds. He's living in this magical world of 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 the stuk and, and this and that. And and for me, it's a it's a twenty first century commute, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, good. So, uh, 